I was never clear on this. David Spargala, out of control, behind the controls, as always. You've spent some time uh, across the hall here at Q107. Is it YYZ or is it YYZ we're listening to? I, I say YYZ. Okay. Yeah, don't say the Z. No, no Z. No, you're going to stay Canadian through and through. No, well, no YYZ. Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Mary, that didn't take uh, much to get him confused on a Friday, did it? <laughs> <laughs> it's the airport yyz exactly YYZ. yes yeah, this song pearson. from rush that song based on the code of course for pearson airport and congratulations on this friday to rush because how about this after 40 years moving pictures which includes yy zed zed thank you uh <laughs> is hitting new heights on the billboard charts Moving Pictures first released back in uh, 1981, and it is uh, back on the charts thanks to the uh, 40th anniversary uh, reissue. For those that don't recall, maybe weren't around in uh, 81, this great album from Rush, Moving Pictures, includes not only this track, YYZ, but also uh, includes uh, this little song you might recognize. Come on. Yep. Rush might be the only band I do uh, air keyboards to. <laughs> Most people opt for the air guitar. Not me and Rush. It's Getty all the way on the keyboards there. Tom Sawyer, such a great song. But if we are going to do air guitar to Rush, it's got to be uh, this song, which also is on Moving Pictures. Ah, uh, yes, Limelight. Okay, so Moving Pictures, it re-enters the Billboard charts. How about this? Top album sales at number two. It's number two this week. It's number one on the uh, top rock albums chart, top hard rock albums. There's a catalog albums chart as well. It's also uh, topping that chart uh, for the first time. And it re-enters the Billboard Hot 200, the Billboard 200 album chart. At number 11. How cool. How great is that? That, by the way, is Rush's highest ranking in nearly a decade. So uh, congratulations to uh, Rush for hitting new heights there with the moving pictures. Can we actually cue up a limelight to the beginning here just for a second? Because when I think of Rush, and I only sadly saw them uh, once in concert before uh, Neil left us uh, a few years back. Uh, but I was so glad I went and saw the show uh, finally because, you know, it just hit me. These are three guys who just grew up playing music together, loved playing music together. You could just tell when they were uh, on stage. And one of the best openers in a concert I think I have ever seen is when uh, Alex, Alex Lifeson, just comes out center stage with his guitar and does this. Okay, sorry. Doesn't get better than that. So good. So oh, good. so good. 
All right, again, congratulations to uh, Rush, not only on the 40th anniversary of uh, Moving Pictures, but uh, apparently continuing to uh, garner uh, new fans and old fans uh, alike uh, at number 11 this week on the Billboard 200 uh, album chart. So great, so cool. Okay, uh, Montreal, Montreal City Council, uh, they have passed a bylaw this week that caught our attention because this new bylaw is actually going to limit the distribution of advertising flyers to households that request them. I don't know about you, but do you go to the mailbox and it's one of two things, right? It's either bills, which nobody wants, or a bunch of flyers, which pretty much nobody wants either. So why do I even go to the mailbox? Here's uh, Mike Leon, a friend from yeah, Brand uh, Heroes Marketing, who, of course, is mar- our marketing expert, and he joins us now for more on all of this. Hey there, Mike. Good afternoon. How are you? Hey, Jeff. How you doing? I'm well, thanks. Wanted to call you in on this. Uh, not so much uh, for the law itself, but uh, we thought we'd take a bit of a look back, I guess, historically on the flyer. Like, uh, where did it come from? How did it come about? Do you know the genesis uh, of the flyer, the household flyer? Um, I mean, I couldn't point to the exact genesis, but what I could tell you is, you know, back to when I was a kid and I'm going to be dating myself here, you know, my parents had the, uh, um, the, the coupon, uh, clipping shelf that was attached right by the phone, uh, which was that old kind of accordion style phone, phone cord. And they used to clip out all these, uh, all these coupons from the newspaper and from flyers, put it in there. And then when we go shopping, we would take those out. And that became the dominant way of getting savings across to people. It was in those flyers. And, you know, I still remember a friend of mine had a paper route and he would have to take those flyers and he'd have to insert them in the newspaper and then he'd have to bring the newspaper to people's doors. And, you know, it was, it was as Canadian as apple pie or, you know, or hockey or the weather. Uh, and probably as Canadian as that was people throwing out those flyers right. because they just started viewing it as noise. And, you know, for brands doing it, I think it sort of became the expectation that, you know, if you had a, a product to sell and, you know, you were discounting or you were trying to get information out there, flyering would be a part of that. But Jeff, there's so much of it that I think people just became predisposed to just viewing it as a distraction. So at some point it uh, kind of crossed over or crossed a line, but there was a time when uh, flyers, uh, I mean, obviously uh, they worked at one time or another, and maybe for some companies they still do, or they wouldn't be investing in them. They wouldn't be still using them, right? Well, you know what? I think I think there's a, a bit of a, a thought on this, and there's a philosophy among marketers that mail like physical mail still works and some believe that it does work whether it's in a flyer or whether it's it's like a piece of direct mail sometimes when people go to a mailbox even though they they might be frustrated that they're getting this it's still commanding their attention but there's also a school of thought and i tend to kind of be in this school of thought as well too that generally marketers want to reach people where they are you want people to want to see their message not to view you as a distraction and so with flyers I personally have always kind of looked at them along the same basis as getting those telemarketing kind of calls. So I think if you're going to do it, you have to have a very, very compelling reason for people to want to pick it up. And usually that reason is some sort of discount or some sort of saving. But, you know, with with this Montreal article, you know, I don't think there's anything that denies the amount of paper that flyers generate. Right. And if you look at like the percentage of people that actually pick up those flyers, Jeff, it's super, super low. So the game that you're playing is you're playing a volume game. Pump out as many of them as possible and hope that 
three to four percent of the people will actually pick them up so yeah. environmentally that's a lot of paper well you know environmentally just uh, consciously uh, you just can't continue to do that i know the mayor of montreal has said that we're on the right side of history with this new bylaw noting that how about this eight hundred thousand nearly a million eight hundred thousand flyers end up in the city's recycling center each and every week that equates mike to 40 million flyers per year going to uh, recycling centers and i hear what you're saying about uh, companies uh, wanting to be in your face and just get a little exposure maybe before they uh, throw it in the blue bin or in the recycling uh, bin but uh, again just environmentally i mean this just can't continue well you're right and you know the reality is is there's other ways to reach people now you know like like you know a lot of households have cell phones at least one cell phone per household digital ads are cheap they're easy you can target them like you can do pinpoint targeting so you can get them in front of the right people uh and then you can update them super easily so it's a cost effective way for the brand to get in front of people it's also a way for people to kind of pick and choose the ads that they want to get as well so that they are more receptive to it and they're not just having messages thrown at them so i think in a lot of ways this is one of these situations where just, you know, the technology has just kind of passed flyers by. And also the other point, Jeff, too, is if you're a brand and you're you're saying that one of the things you value most is sustainability and you're pumping out a ton of paper and a ton of waste, it, it, it kind of contradicts that value, right? Sure, absolutely. But do you get the same sort of penetration when it comes to a, a digital flyer or a digital uh, ad? Uh, can you get the same sort of exposure? And do we know, do customers, consumers, do they use these digital or I'll call them virtual coupons as much as they would, you know, the old fashioned uh, paper or hard coupon? <laughs> you know, I think it depends who you ask and I think it depends the time of day you ask the question. I mean, there's a lot of numbers to, to definitely support the rise of like digital couponing and digital flyers. I think at the same time, you know, that same argument about just being a ton of noise could be made with digital because people are very sensitive to privacy. They're very sensitive to, you know, having their news feeds flooded with ads. But, you know, at the same time, I can, I can say this personally, and I'm, I'm obviously biased, but if I need something and I know I want to buy something, I'll welcome the opportunity to get a whole bunch of ads served to me because I want to see what else is out there. So I think the idea of on-demand viewing very much applies to ads and digital allows for that in a way that print doesn't. Yeah. And of course, uh, you know, with more and more uh, shopping moving online, us doing more and more online shopping, people are actually uh, buying. That's their point of purchase now is online in their phone. And more often than not, uh, when you're busy filling in your uh, information, I always see there's like a discount code box. And I always think to myself, why don't I have that discount code? There must be a <laughs> discount code here somewhere. And, you know, I've done this a couple of times, Mike, is uh, you email the company and uh, they will actually send you a code. Well, totally. And you know what, Jeff, you bring up a really good point because the other layer to this, and this also supports uh, digital as well, is the whole point system. You know, like, like, you know, if anybody has PC points, they've done a phenomenal job at this. And what it's really done is it's gamified the whole idea of savings. I see this with my wife. I go to Loblaws and she says to me, look, like I've loaded, I've loaded offers. Make sure you buy those. And, you know, I'll go in and remember, right, I got to pick this up. And that's what it does. And that's, that's the beauty of something digital based. I'm not discounting print, but I think it is a very valid concern that the article brings up around, you know, what happens when you're generating this much waste? And, you know, of course, there, there's, there's hidden waste associated with digital that we don't see, like server space and all sorts of other stuff. 
but environmentally it does represent another option all right mike appreciate the time as always thanks so much for this on friday and have a great weekend you as well all right mike leon is our branding expert with a brand heroes marketing and we're back after this break here in the jeff MacArthur show Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.